0: Hello, and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a (laughs) low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley.
1: I'm Stephen Hilger. Brendan, spring is here, finally. Yes, I've been saying spring is here. Since maybe February twentieth, uh-huh. um, I yeah. have been the prophet of spring. It is my brand. I am an Aries baby. Mm-hmm. I associate heavily with the spring. It's my favorite time of year. Oh. It is often bad, and that that kind of counters <laughs> what I just said. It often doesn't work out. It's usually like dirty snow for two months, and then it's eighty degrees. You know? Yeah, right. Or it's like nice out, but it's a bunch of mud. Like this, it just like it's like the weird sixth grade puberty awkward phase of weather yeah but when it works out there's nothing like it yes because right now we're sun-
0: in like we're in like i don't know about you but over here in new jersey it is very much like pollen season i have been yeah. sneezing nonstop
1: for like five oh. days I'm sorry to hear that, because I'm feeling great, baby. I just went on a long <laughs> run. It's beautiful outside. It's like 58, maybe 62. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not It's not bad. for like. I don't feel bad. It's just like all my sentences accidentally end with exclamation points, you know, because <laughs> they all end <laughs> with sneezes.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Still, I am sorry, because uh, for some reason, I get really bad allergies in the summer. That's mm. when I get them. And oh, that's okay. even worse, because everyone's like... In bathing suits having a fun time i'm like <laughs> um, <you know. laughs> yeah it's not great my, my summer I can't and winter like my... today i can't swim today sorry
0: <laughs> can, that was a bit much you can cut that out AJ. i don't think You're we saying. should no no no. that should that should stay
1: in um i cut you off so violently I yeah feel, i feel i don't eccentric. even remember what i was
0: gonna say oh right yeah my, my summers and winters start with me getting nosebleeds twice a day for like a week or two
1: yeah. that's like ugh. But anyway, oh, yeah. I say I say spring is here because there's a lot of new stuff in the air.
0: Oh, I love this transition. This is great.
1: This is a good segue. Yeah, and as you know, Brendan, I've had a weird thing with phones my entire life. Tell me, I, tell
0: everyone else about your weird thing
1: with phones. There's a picture of me that maybe I'll share from, like, very much 2006. I think I was 16 or 17 mm-hmm. and I am smiling holding a flip phone with, like, a gigantic antenna coming out of it. So that was my <laughs> first phone at, like, an age where I desperately needed one, and it was it was basically like a steampunk relic <laughs> of technology that didn't work. Right. And ever since then, I just for whatever reason defaulted to getting whatever the like most standard version of a phone was. Yeah. So it wasn't until I I was always like a model behind. Like I got the keyboard when everyone had you know like a smartphone, and then finally in like 2012 or 2011, I got a smartphone. <laughs> Yeah, it was just I was I went to the store and I was like, throw something at me that like you can't even stand the sight of anymore. Right. Verizon, Verizon store employee. And they helped me out. They threw at me unceremoniously like a Samsung universe. It wasn't even a galaxy. It was just like Samsung planet. Or Samsung
0: something. quadrant of space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Samsung uh, uh, Beetlejuice. So. <laughs> I had that and and I remember being like blown away by it, but I was like, I really just need this to like do the basic texting and GPS. That's all I need. I don't want anything else. I don't do anything else. Yeah. And that was I, I slowly fell more into like using my phone for other things. But as I mentioned, too, on the show, like that's why I never really was too invested in the mobile uh, scene for for indie games, because I never really used my phone for anything but like the most basic needs. Right. And uh, up until more recently, I, I had a like more up to date because I usually would go to the store. and Like, what is like the thing you can legally sell me that is too old to be at the <laughs> store? <laughs> uh, and my last phone was a Samsung Galaxy uh, S7, I believe. It yeah. was a fine phone. And I've heard plenty of people who, from what I've heard, it's kind of akin to PC versus Mac, where if you have a Droid, it is a much more customizable experience. Like The potential for what you can do on the phone may be greater, but you have to kind of do it yourself. Yes. Whereas an iPhone, uh, foreshadowing, it's kind of just made for you. Like It's like they figured out what most people want, and you're going to get what you want out of it. Yes. And what I what I had to put my foot down on, I was I was fine living in the darkness, not knowing the sun existed because I I had my basic abilities, but it got to the point where whenever I was in a group text, which was often it was a fucking nightmare. I was I had to download a multimedia file whenever someone texted the group, and then I would get a text from them, and then it would be forwarded to the group message, and it would be out of order. So basically, like every group text was a riddle. <laughs> yeah. Two, you swayed me with like how many cool games are coming out, and like what apps are exclusive. I just feel like there's a lot more app exclusivity with the iphone so i switched spring was here i had to change it up yeah uh, i got a new iphone i don't want to sound like i've joined the any kind of cult or like i'm trying to be endorsed by apple or anything but holy shit it is so much better than <laughs> any phone i've ever had like like it is the first time i purchased a phone that feels like my life is actually going to be improved by this oh like, my god I, wait okay
0: <laughs> This is this is infuriating to me because I also just had the exact same situation where I switched from PC to Mac and like yeah. after having it for like two weeks I recognize I looked in the mirror and I was like my life is better now because I own a MacBook Air and yeah. it really upsets me that I'm yeah <laughs> that like, like my I, skin
1: cleared up like I'm doing great <laughs> like I have, like the weather is nicer like I, I really think it's all connected
0: more people are matching me on Tinder now it's like un. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have three kids. Suddenly, I uh, I've got <laughs> weird wings, and they bring wings. a lot of
0: joy to my life. It's not even yeah. like yeah. <laughs> I have a I have
1: invisible wings that only I can see. That uh, <laughs> got a third eye uh, that tells all me all the secrets, yeah. but I Wait, can never tell before, them. <laughs> before
0: we before we keep going
1: <laughs> down here,
0: like let let me just quickly back up. Yeah, I... Yeah. I have a weird t-mobile plan that existed for like four months before they realized it was a terrible idea where they let if you if you switched over from a different carrier to t-mobile this was like years ago they would pay off your your etf your like early termination fee to like leave whatever carrier you're on and join t-mobile and there was a plan that they offered that let you upgrade your phone three times a year like no questions asked and i'm still i'm grandfathered into that plan, so i have like unlimited data i can upgrade three times a year it's really dumb and for a while i constantly shifted between phones i used all three of them all the time and i would just like check out whatever like cool android phone existed and i would get on that phone for like maybe a month and be like wow this is really fun i love android and then like a month and a week later be like nope back to iphone and it was always like my third upgrade would be switching back to iphone and and at a certain point like i tried all the pixel phones and stuff like that i i'm just back on iphone and like i don't think i'm gonna go back to android at any point i do understand the appeal of android i yeah, get we're it not,
1: we're not like we're like real talk we're not trying to sway anyone to switch just for for what i am looking to use it for same and, like yes you know for for what i cherish and value in this spring season <laughs> uh the iphone is the way to go
0: Yes, yes yes absolutely
1: and obviously i'm exaggerating with like you know everything I just said, but I will say that every friend who I've texted has been like, "Wow, finally you have an iPhone. This will make things so much easier." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like I basically have been communicating through an Excel spreadsheet for the last right you know x, yeah. x years. So. Anyway, I say all that because now I can, it really, it really did, you know, all, all hyperbole and, and bits aside, like it did finally feel like I have something new. Like it felt like akin to getting a new system or like mm. whatever, you know, it, it just felt, uh, it had that fresh experience. And, and which iPhone did you get, by the way? I got the XS.
0: Oh, right. So you're like on the latest, newest. It's
1: the best one. I got the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I also needed a good camera. Anyway. Yeah. Made of pure <laughs> gold. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that that just said that? That wasn't me. <laughs> I got the best one. It's fine. My friend, uh, uh, Dami, for listening. Hello. He is a very creative and talented person but he's also a little bit evil and what he does is he makes his friends in animojis but like a strange kind of like don Hertzfeldt meets like fever dream version mm-hmm. of you and he made one of me <laughs> and it's just it's just me going all right listen up everybody i got an iphone all right all right all right <laughs> So I think what I just said, right? I had the best one, was somehow my weird Animoji Other. Yeah, the, other yeah, the
0: second you told me you had an iPhone, the first thing I did was send you an Animoji. Because I, yeah, knew, that, I knew that that was going to unlock like a, a piece of, you know, they say you only use 70% of your brain. That was the other 30% was I re- Animoji. I really <laughs> did
1: feel like it, I started glowing suddenly. Yeah. I sent one to my other close friend, and she responded with, my life is over. <laughs> that was her first text. I sent her like a weird pig, being like, Hello, I hope you're having a great day today. And then I <laughs> winked or something. She was like, This is truly cursed. Yeah. But I, uh, long story short, I got Alto's Odyssey. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I know what you're That's thinking. That's what it was all for. <laughs> the, really, there's so much. It was like, you know how Moby Dick, there's like a whole chapter about knots. Oh uh, yeah, right. Right. There was a lot of build up just for sort of the core of the story, which was getting out those odyssey. Which but- is
0: a game available for Android, also. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, again, I just I never really I never really felt I felt right to like invest on that phone because I felt like it was out the window anyway. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it kept telling me the inside of it was wet when it wasn't. You know, it was, just like, <laughs> it was a weird phone. Yeah, but Alto's Odyssey available for Android. If we have any listeners who are like, "What the fu- Like, what is with this Android roast that I did <laughs> not sign up for?" <laughs> I got Alto's Odyssey. Uh, it is a game uh, developed, I think, by Team Alto. It's published by Snowman. They previously made a game called Alto's Adventure, mm-hmm. which is a really beautiful, very zen. Sledding or snowboarding game, basically, where you basically go downhill and you tap to jump and to do flips, and it's like really beautifully designed. Uh, The music is great. It's just like a very calming and serene experience. Yeah. So Alto's Odyssey is the sequel to that. I think Alto's Adventure came out in 2015. Alto's Odyssey came out last year, like, in February. And I actually think it's an oddly fitting game to Usher in the spring because rather than taking place in a snowy setting, this is all in the desert. So you're going down, like, these hills of sand, basically. Yeah. And sometimes there's, like, rain and lightning in the background. The the color palette is very, like... Red and green, and sometimes yellow and purple. It's a lot of like really beautiful contrasting colors, but it just kind of feels like early spring where like the weather is kind of kinetic and ever changing, and there's like weird storms, and sometimes it's nice and sometimes it's not. I don't know. I really like that for some reason. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But it just playing it on this phone and, and you know, playing it with headphones on and just sort of experiencing thinking of my phone differently and playing a game like this on it has been a really cool experience so (laughs) successful or not I tried to kind of give what I am what am I seeing this phone as to kind of add to the experience of playing this game that I know I probably could have played earlier but here I am
0: yeah a thing that I talk about on this show all the time is like the quest for vibe in a video game right like this idea of just playing a thing that like allows you to inhabit a place so deeply that you kind of forget where you are at the time. And, and yeah. I started playing Altas Odyssey again this week just because you mentioned that you were playing it and that you had the iPhone and all that kind of stuff so I, I started getting back into it it became my subway game for the past mm. like week and man does that game like really really suck you in and make you forget I think the best example <laughs> of this is I'm I'm on the subway standing in like a little alcove and and just playing Alta's Odyssey just you know flipping off ramps beautiful sunset in the background it's like I'm silhouetted against the sunset Um, you know doing flips there's a bird above me there's a lemur chasing me and, and if it catches me I die but like I'm doing enough tricks that I'm like speeding up and getting away from the lemur and I look up briefly and I notice that the entire subway car is empty (laughs) (laughs) everyone has emptied out and it turns out that somebody barfed on the floor and I missed it because I was so I was so invested in Eldo's Odyssey that I didn't even notice what was happening
1: that doesn't happen to me a lot in particular but I often will enter a car on the train or subway and be like oh like why this one's completely empty i can get any city." oh <laughs> <Just> immediately <laughs> i'm hit by some rancid smell or just yeah. like you know something similarly off-putting on the floor yeah and then i realized my mistake
0: <laughs> but that, yeah.
1: that's such a testament to how immersive it is that you can yes. ignore barf yes. near you i had the yeah. volume
0: all the way up the music is beautiful the, the soundscape yeah. is lovely yeah
1: so a yeah. bit more about the game it's like it does something that I really like when games do with perspective where it's very zoomed out. So like your your protagonist is like a very it, it, it sometimes is almost hard to see them even, which is like maybe like my one complaint about the game, yeah. literally. But it's very zoomed out, so you get this like really wide landscape shot. Uh, and it also gives you the advantage of like seeing what's coming up, because you tap to jump. Um so it's usually tapping over rocks. If you do if you hold down your finger it does like a backflip, and the more back backflips you do, you build up speed. Once you land, you can also eventually unlock other items that, like uh, the lotus flower, lets you smash into rocks if you have if you like have it active. Um, you can grind against the wall in some points, um, and as you play, there are objectives. So it'll be like you know, smash two rocks, or right. or uh, get to X distance, or discover this, and Really I find that nine times out of ten you end up doing those just by playing. Yeah. Completely um, by accident. You will eventually yeah, do so, those things. And and <laughs> the one thing that can take you out of the game is like as you are as you are, you know, sledding through the desert, the music kind of I, I love when games do this too, the music kind of coincides with your actions and it's really climactic and beautiful. It's a very akin to journey, which is sort of the similar kind of like Yeah desert vibe and and uh similar like orchestra backing up your actions but um this is obviously a smaller team and, and, and like a smaller scope mm-hmm. i think it's actually a team of three at least it was when alta's adventure came out which is nuts because uh, it's, it's like a gorgeous game yeah it's anyway good. the all this stuff builds up with you as you are going faster and faster and then if you hit a rock it's like pfft, <laughs>
0: and then it stops. <laughs> yeah it is the most it is like the most jarring scenario when you're so in the flow and yeah. like you have one of those situations <laughs> where like the rocks are blending in just a little bit too much with the background yeah. so you couldn't see it coming it's actually
1: more like a gong it's like boom and then it just stops but then yeah it gives you like a weird little chime that show it shows you like if you if you did any of the goals it crosses them out and you pick up where you left off so yeah there's never really like a huge like it's always a bummer because it takes you out of it, but there's never, like, a huge loss happening. So yeah. it's, like a very, it's a very relaxing game. The other thing that's kind of funny is every now and then there's, like, a ramp or a jump or something you have to do to get to the next area that's, like, a little bit difficult to pull off. Right. So one of them is, like, they basically want you to do a trick before you land in the other place, and it sometimes will slow down the action. So it has this, like, you know... Zack snyder s <laughs> slowdown of me and i know like i knew two seconds in that i'm not going to land so i'm like don't try to make this cool i'm going to die like, I, can see, <laughs> I can see alto about to hit the edge of the cliff and then i hear you know and it's like well you know this let give me a swift death alto's odyssey uh, right <laughs> but you were saying before games is a vibe, i really feel like this is kind of what you found uh, with steep, and what I am experiencing. So you, I know you have a longer commute, so you kind of have like two hours to fill, right? Yeah, is that your commute? Just, just about, yeah. Um, so my commute is, and this is a weird thing to complain about, but my commute is actually very short. It's like a half hour, but sometimes it has an inverse effect, especially when I'm leaving work. I sometimes get like a lot of anxiety going right from working to hopping on the train to, like, suddenly being home. I'm like, I kind of needed a bit more time to, like, transition. Yeah. So sometimes what I do is I'll either, like, get off on an earlier stop and walk or I'll get on the other part of the train and and it does, like, a loop around and then goes north to where I live. So if I do that, it gives me, like, an extra half hour. So I use that time to either read or just unwind. And Alto's Odyssey is, like, the perfect, like, after work kind of segue into whatever i had planned for the evening
0: it very much is yeah i play it i play it mainly on my morning commute when i haven't had any coffee yet and i'm just like <laughs> kind of zombieing my way into the office yeah and for some reason that game blended with the fact that my brain hasn't fully turned on yet is like so perfect it is yeah. it is so relaxing um, i think it's like yeah. five
1: bucks i highly recommend it to all smartphone users not just <laughs> the iphone
0: yeah I really love it. I really love the progression too because like it, you can tell that it is very intelligently Inserting the things that you need to accomplish into the game as you're doing it, right? So like if one of the objectives is like wall ride to backflip across a chasm, like you'll have a lot of opportunities to do that. And then suddenly when when your three objectives for the next level are there and that's not one of them anymore, suddenly there's no more wall ride to backflip opportunities, right? Because you already got it out of the way. Or like if that's the only one of the three that you have left, there will be even more opportunities to do that. I'm really, really into that. I love that it is not like pressuring you to do it anything right it's just like giving you more chances to do that thing and and that really does I think kind of reinforce the idea that the game is supposed to be like a relaxing experience and honestly the thing that like bums me out the most the only thing as you said like the the one complaint that you had was was the instances in which there's not enough contrast between you and and the background my one complaint is like the actual act of like failing I think is so antithetical to what the game is trying to to pull you into Yeah. And I don't know how you solve that. Right. Like if if the game is about being like almost an endless runner kind of situation where you're like building up points and stuff like there really is no way around that. There has to be some kind of end. They even have a like free play mode where it's like there's no objectives. There's nothing. You can just go and do whatever you want for as long as you want. And like that even ends the same way. It's like you just get as far as you can and then you lose and then you start over. And that that act of losing, the fact that there is a fail state almost doesn't feel like it it reinforces what they want. But that said, I mean, everything else about the game is like pretty much perfect. So Yeah. You know, that is a very yeah. like light complaint that like, oh, I can't play it forever is my complaint. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is there is an item you can buy. I think it's the helmet that like it lets you survive hitting a rock, but it's yeah. a finite item, so you have to keep buying them. Right, and there's another um, one
0: that that makes it so if you fall into a chasm, it'll just pull you out of the chasm, and it's like a and similar this, thing.
1: this is all in-game currency so like you just find coins as you play there are no microtransactions right right we, we've talked about that not that's not that that's an inherently bad thing but like don't worry if you're on the fence and you're like oh, i don't want to play a game that like it will be easier if i spend real money right uh, i think it's just five bucks and you have the game so yeah. that's good
0: yeah and it's great it's great i am i almost feel like i want to beat it now because yeah, i've been same. playing it so much like i unlocked the second character i don't know if you've unlocked any second characters yet
1: no Um, i haven't but that makes me really excited to play more because i didn't realize that was a thing
0: yeah and i think i'm like well on my way to the third one now because you can see like how many levels it takes to get to the next item yeah so i think that's what's next for me yeah it's it's awesome it's It's like a really
1: chill tony hawk meets Journey.
0: You know what's funny? So the first game that they made was Alto's Adventure. It was like a snowboarding kind of chill game. Uh, Alto's Odyssey is this one which is, you know, same kind of idea but it's it's in the desert. The third game they're making, they're working on it right now, they announced it I think in like November or December of last year. It's supposed Skate to Skate City, right? Yeah, it's supposed to come out at some yeah. point this year. It's called Skate City and, it, and it's an almost similar thing but it takes place in Toronto and is apparently a little bit more in depth. So there's like yeah. a couple extra movements going on but it's supposed to be like a very flowy Kind of like those moments in Tony Hawk when you're just pulling off tricks and you're not even like thinking about it. It's supposed to like recreate that, but for mobile, which I love. I love that idea. Yeah,
1: I'm really excited for Skate City. I, I really all we know, there's a teaser trailer uh that came out like I think towards the end of 2017. Really cool music and like a cool animation. And then at the very end, it shows like what looks like footage of the actual game. Yeah. So I think what's gonna stay is it's going to be like a 2D playing like left to right but i think i honestly think that that's a cool direction for them to move to and i think you can kind of see that even with alto's adventure to alto's odyssey that they're trying to add like a few more mechanics to make it like a bit more involved i think they have like they kind of did what they wanted to do with the alto games perfectly so i'm glad they're trying to branch out a little bit because yeah. i think like you can still have a pretty zen and relaxing vibe and add like a little bit more i guess like objectives to it a little um, bit more depth yeah but yeah, I think I think you know having having a similar mechanic with maybe a, a higher emphasis on on pulling off tricks would be really fun. That's one of the games I'm looking forward to the most this year. Um, yeah, Skate City. It's also just nice to have. Uh, I'm excited to get more into the mobile scene because you know as much as we love Sekiro, like it's a lot. It just with any kind of AAA game to be like, okay, the next thing I'm gonna play is this, you know, seventy dollar thing that is a million hours and it's brutally difficult. And right. <laughs> you know, and I, again, that's the point. But every now and then, it's like, you know what? Maybe I should uh, go for something a little lighter. Yeah, you know, change it up. I think I think you definitely need both. And you and I are people who I think are pretty open, like in all mediums, to, like what we want to experience. And I think that there is honestly a lot of beauty to be found in experiencing a game like Alta's Odyssey and a game like Bloodborne or whatever. Yeah. Know? I think that there's there's a lot to gain from both, just like there is when you're reading like, you know, a Victorian play or like a new like popular thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, not that Victorian play is like I don't believe in like the high art, low art stuff, but I think like everything has its place, you know? Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What else, uh, what else are you thinking about playing on, on iOS? Do you have anything else in the pipeline? I gave you a huge list of games, which was like probably very intimidating.
1: No, I loved it. Um, I love, I love lists and objectives and plans. Um, I really do. It's it's a source of tension between me and my friends. I'm like, hey, what what's what's on the bracket for today, friends? And they're like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely will review the list and I'll get back to you on that. I get I did buy Florence again, so that'd be fun to have that on my mm-hmm. iPhone if everyone to revisit it. Yeah, uh, I'll probably end up getting Alto's Adventure just to have both. Cause yeah. I like this developer enough. I want to support them. Did you ever play Monument Valley by any chance? I have not.
0: Oh, yeah, you would love that. Cool, I'll check it out. That's probably that's not on the list of games, but actually, just for the listeners out there, if you have any recommendations, here's here's the list that I gave Stephen very quickly. I'll go down the list. Uh, Downwell which is a great roguelike solitaire. Yeah, yeah. Which is a roguelike solitaire game that is also an RPG, which I think you would love personally. Very Um, cool. Ridiculous Fishing, which is by Vlambeer and Zach Gage, who makes Spell Tower and like a million different... Amazing, well-designed games. Really fun. 80 Days, which is like a choose-your-own-adventure retelling of Around the World in 80 Days, which I think also you would really like. Just the voice acting and and, and the way that game plays out is really cool. Pocket City, which is like an amazing SimCity-esque kind of game for iPhone. Oh, is that...
1: I think you showed me that one where, like, you can zoom in and the people who live in your city are having very strange thoughts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what if the mayor is a cloud? I'm like, yes. this is great. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. I'm was was, so into that.
0: Yeah, there's, there was, like, a weird, in my city, there was, like, a weird, like, uh, cat mayor. There was, like, a weird, like, cat society yeah. that existed. Anyway, that game's very I'm cool. I'm all in. what's great about it is that's like a pay once no microtransactions no like energy meters like no nothing because there are a lot of other games trying to be SimCity on mobile and this one is like just you pay what you you pay once and you get what you want Um, Elder Scrolls Blades which is in beta right now which like I feel like you and I have to talk about but right now there's no voice acting in it and I don't know if they're adding it and like An Elder Scrolls game without voice acting is not worth playing to me, personally. That's Bethesda, like literally I will
1: give you Yeah, that's my limit. Yeah. Bethesda, I will give you my personal email address and number. Like just just hire us. Oh we can my do god. This for you. I'll do it for free. Like just let us let us do blades mobile game.
0: Uh, <laughs> hashtag I'm let Steven this. and Brendan voice Elder Scrolls Blades. <laughs> we'll do it for free. That's the hashtag.
1: Thief! How dare you steal from me?
0: Um <laughs> Yes. What else? Magikarp Gump? Uh, Magikarp Gump? (laughs) Forest Magikarp Gump?
1: What did you just say to me?
0: Um, the game is called Magikarp Jump, and it's it's a Pokemon game where you are a Magikarp trainer.
1: Oh my god, I love that. And I think
0: you'd like it. What else? There's there's a whole bunch of other ones. Oh, uh, one that you should play that's free is called Hidden My Game by Mom, uh, <laughs> and it's a puzzle game that. that you would, I think, die laughing playing. That's all I'll say. There's more on the list, but if you have any other recommendations, please uh, tweet them at us, at into the cast, join our Discord Tell us about them in there. Yeah,
1: well, here's the thing about the Discord. I did ask our our good friends there for any recommendations. (laughs) AJ immediately replied, Candy Crush, and then someone else wrote Fortnite. So I think (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) I think I'm done asking. Uh, uh, Honestly, though, the Discord has been a great place. Uh, I haven't been able to be on too often, but it's cool what's going on there. I'm into it.
0: Yeah, people have been uh, finding new potential PSN IDs for me after I made the call last week. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that thread going on. on. A lot of ones.
1: there are a lot of very funny and smart people in that Discord who are thinking of good names. I'll say that much. Yeah.
0: Hey, gamers, what's up? Is available, which is great. I feel
1: sick. Uh, content Spring provider, love it. Content <laughs> provider. Oh. <laughs> um,
0: my favorite, I think, so far is from it's from one of our Discord users named Zeno who who searched for and found this was available. One true gamer god. Good. Grief. I love it so much. What um, about,
1: so is Full Moon Assboy 68 totally, is that like yesterday's lunch? Like, are we just kind of done with here's it? Here's the
0: thing, it is available, but if I get it, I'm going to have to, like somebody's going to report me and I'm going to have to change it anyway. So like, yeah. do I have this brief window of time where my name is Full Moon Assboy 68 and like we just see how long that lasts? Is that is that our game of the year 2019 is like seeing how long I can be Full Moon Assboy 68 for?
1: I, rem- I wish I remembered the author, but I remember I read this short story where people discovered, I think this is also like real, but people who live in higher altitudes tend to live longer. So it was this short story of people who like all lived kind of in the clouds in the mountains Mm -hmm. and they were all kind of afraid to die. But they all, it was like a nice society. They just like didn't really take any risks. They kind of lived in these ironically high peaks. Yeah. And wanted to live as long as possible. And below in the meadows, people were kind of like frolicking and like living life in the moment and yeah. would die sooner. So I say all this to say that you accepting full moon ass boy 68, knowing it's a limited time, mm. maybe embrace the present rather than focus on it ending one day. Wow, I love that. You know. Or you could be sponge funny and just like party all year because <laughs> that's not gonna get reported. And that is the greatest name. I'm still thinking about it. I'm up all night like tossing and turning in my sleep about Sponge Funny, <laughs> whether or not it was real or or what. Yeah. It was great. We
0: did we did call the last episode The Rise of Sponge Funny, which like I really wanted it to be the rise of full moon Assboy Boy Sixty Eight, but I don't know <laughs> if, if Apple would have allowed that as our, our podcast title.
1: Our brand is like blue adjacent. We don't want to go like too <laughs> far into like a, a shock jock territory. Yeah. I don't think that's well, either of us are aspiring to be, right. personally. Yeah. don't want to speak on your behalf. We do call this a but...
0: low-key video game podcast, so.
1: Yeah. It's um, at least what we anyway, call it. Uh, yeah so please send us recommendations I'm excited to get into this because I think like like we say on this show like we we do our best we, we want everything we're talking about and playing to feel like it's something we organically would have done anyway so we never you know we don't want to like pressure the show to just constantly keep up with what's coming out uh, I think this is a nice way to kind of diversify what I'm experiencing yeah and not just absolutely. like you know not just either waiting for the next huge game to come out or simultaneously like revisiting something which we will certainly do both of those things but i think this is just another nice outlet for us to kind of talk about more stuff when it's kind of a slower period like it is now yeah or when we're you know busy or whatever
0: absolutely please let me know what mobile games you're playing and then i will also check them out um, or or revisit them um like i got to do with Alta's odyssey and i had a great time this week playing that game and i will probably keep playing it's
1: it's wonderful i highly recommend Alta's odyssey to literally everyone this is this is the first time in a while where i could say that because usually i'm like hey everybody it's steven um which final fantasy do you want to hear me just completely spill over also uh is very hard but you might like it if you're weird goodbye Hey, everybody, it's Steven. Uh, here are very specific memories of a game that hasn't aged well and something that's extremely difficult and inherently unpleasant at times. Goodbye. <laughs> or you could just chill and like snowboard and pay $5 for that experience. Right. Like, immediately better. Yes. Objectively. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, it's not better, but it's just, you know what I mean, I for, for the bit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's <laughs> for take a bit. break. Let's take a break. And we will go back. Goodbye. Goodbye. Here we are. We're in the podcast. Brendan, there's a big new version of the Super Smash Bros. game everyone's talking about. I had to check it out. I downloaded it, and then my Nintendo was like, not yet, baby. And then I waited a day, and then I was like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. And then I emailed Nintendo, and they were like, this isn't your friend code. And then I uh, went to Nintendo headquarters and was like, please just end this. And here we are. And now you can play as Joker in Super Smash Bros. And now I can play as (laughs) Joker. End this charade. You know my friend code. you know my friend code you know my friend code yeah you've been playing as joker
0: i've also been playing as joker i i had a wonderful time not being able to download him the day it came out because nintendo service yes collapsed. that's what i was alluding to yeah because they <laughs> they just joined the internet they're on dial up over there i guess um hey meet
1: me on uh, aol.yahoo.biz you join the chat room you give me a friend code i give you uh it's like logging up logging up it's like logging up it's not correct. <laughs>
0: It is exactly like Hello. logging up.
1: welcome to Nintendo. The Internet. Log up with your friend code And you can play as the Joker From Personal 5 I can't wait to play Smash Brothers in space The Joker is here Fight King Penguin <laughs> I just logged up Give me a call on the motor phone Once you've logged up
0: Oh my god I feel like that's how Wario was invented.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. like
0: exactly that. Like, oh, everybody's favorite character, Super Wario.
1: <laughs> Someone like last minute wrote some code incorrectly and it's like, oh, okay. Like the game works, but Wario is, you know, a little more stout and he's wearing a different yeah. color suit and his logos upside down. Like, well, new character. New, so. <laughs> new
0: character. And Put him in the f- patent, that shit. Yeah. Patent our
1: mistakes said Reggie. Yeah, but yeah, needless to say, there is a new oh, right yes, Super Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. They added Joker, the second of the five DLC characters. Are there three more or are there four more? There's four more. So Piranha Plant doesn't more.
0: count as one of the, as, as like a, a fighter's pass downloadable gotcha. character.
1: Gotcha. That was like a, a fun, you could still buy them, but I think you got them for free if you bought the game early, which we both did. Yes. Um, so... and Piranha Plant's great I really like I love Piranha Plant I have
0: been loving Piranha Plant
1: when we when we talked about them being added, it was kind of like out of irony we were into it but like they are really fun to play as yeah Uh, just
0: an incredibly like goofy set of skills yeah and like nobody that I fight as Piranha Plant has any idea how to deal with it (laughs) which
1: I love they're very they're very strange they're another like really varied uh, heavier character yeah Yeah. they've got like insane they can fly around they can hide in like a bunch of bile all the things you want from a plant (laughs) all the things you want Um, from a
0: plant Uh, yeah so this new update it's technically uh, version 3.0 of, of super smash Bros. ultimate so like there's a bunch of balance patches and stuff but it added joker it added the the joker stage like the persona stage which changes its yeah, color min- depending this. on the music that's playing so it'll change like persona 4 or persona 3 depending on the music and i think the biggest thing outside of just adding a new character is uh it added the stage builder so you can now like
1: it's very much did
0: yeah open up smash brothers you can draw on the tablet to like draw pieces into the world which is awesome I, I love that they're doing that i hope they do that with super smash not super smash with mario maker i, I don't know if they're doing i can't that. imagine they wouldn't yeah
1: but then again we are dealing with the logging up kind of business model <laughs> yes where it's like, absolutely uh, you have to buy a power glove from 1993 to draw on the tablet with your hand right but you need approval from the mayor of your town yeah uh, state government bills are not accepted anyway whatever uh, what are you thinking of joker so How do you feel i think joker is a lot of fun i think with all these characters that are from a series that is like pretty far outside the nintendo brand it's cool to see how they bring their games vibe into the mix Mm -hmm. and if it fits so I think that Joker, I mean, I think with the addition of a lot of other characters that are a bit outside of the brand, like Cloud and Bayonetta and other kind of third party characters, I think that the roster was a bit more open to having a character like Joker. Persona is an interesting series, especially three, four and five, which I think most people kind of lump into like what we consider Persona. Because the vibe and the, like, visuals of the game are very, at least with 4 and 5, are very bright and, like, cheery and fun. But the the subjects in that game are very, very dark. Yeah. Like, not even, like, just being like, it's surprisingly dark. Like, that, ge- those games deal with very heavy and real, like, societal issues. Yeah. Which is kind of what I like about that series so much because, at its best, it does deal with these really horrifying truths that often go unexplored or unexamined in our own society and deals with them in this very colorful, vengeful way. Yeah. Especially 5. The whole theme of that game is kind of like youthful rebellion and like taking on corruption that so many people have turned a blind eye to.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. I, the the way I've been describing it to people is just kind of like an imbalance in power dynamics, and people like exploiting that imbalance. Yeah, which is interesting if you if you rope that into the theme or into the mechanic of like what is it called when you, when you're like befriending people in that game?
1: Uh the confidants? Uh
0: yeah, confidants and social links and things like that. Yeah, like, it, social links of yeah. It's interesting that all of the all of the people whose uh brains you're going into are like Exploiting some kind of power dynamic while you are simultaneously like trying to exploit other people to have them join your Yeah, your and crew. like
1: what's cool is that the the confidants and five you have that are with adults, like your guardian Sojiro, who's like easily my favorite. Yeah. I just I love like grumpy characters that mean well secretly. Mm-hmm. Like you know from day one that dude has like the biggest heart, but he's like, I'll throw you out if you mess up, jeez. <laughs> yeah. And you know, makes a good cup of coffee. It's great. But
0: anyway, um, then they take that character and they just insert them into Super Smash Brothers and now you're fighting Kirby and and Pichu <laughs> with a fucking right. gun like an actual real gun
1: so he's fun so basically the way joker works is like he's a pretty he's he feels like a glass cannon like he's pretty easy to knock out like he doesn't have a lot of endurance yeah but he is very fast he's very strong and simultaneously both over time and faster if he gets hit his persona uh, will be summoned Arceus I believe mm-hmm. it's based on like an old French novel about like a gentleman thief there's a lot of like Zorro and Three Musketeers vibe in, in Persona 5 because yeah. in all the Persona games all the Personas are basically it's like a character's id that they've recognized and are now using as a superpower yeah so in 5 a lot of the Personas are like characters that have been wronged or rejected by society in some way and now have like fully accepted. Accepted it had become some kind of vigilance. right which i love i really like that that's something that you know I, th- I think the persona games do have a lot to criticize as well in terms of like subject matter and how they handle certain moments mm-hmm. um, we've we've touched on that in passing but i think what i find so beautiful about five and four is kind of this recurring theme of self-acceptance and especially in four because in four you have to battle everyone's other self and they kind of have to learn like as you get to know all these characters better they all learn like that that game's theme is the truth and like identity and and while that theme too isn't handled the best in all moments like i think that building a whole rpg around self-acceptance and self-celebration is a really nice thing that you don't see too often yeah so anyway that that's just something i i latch on to and i think that segueing back to joker just in smash brothers he's very fun uh RCS <laughs> yeah. is his persona uh and he once the once his persona is summoned he's like exponentially better so his like recovery is really good he can just like spike you off the map his up smash is unbelievable and he has a side B that just like, explodes and kills you so he's very good i can see maybe almost being too good but i think that the balance of like how long his persona is present is like it seems fair it doesn't seem like it's there too long
0: yeah a lot of it seems to be just like balancing if you're playing Joker it's kind of like a balancing act like okay how quickly can I can I build up my persona meter so I can have Arceus with me and and while you don't have the persona like Joker is not weak by any stretch of the imagination no he's still good yeah Joker's attacks and speed are like still like pretty formidable for the most part but when he has a persona he is like maybe arguably overpowered like he is like really really strong but what's interesting is that like weird balance that you have to strike that's like okay every time I get hit that builds up my persona meter but like I don't want to get hit right like that's not what you want when you're playing Super Smash Brothers
1: it's kind of like it's almost akin to how the games work where like so much of those games are kind of handling what you do every day and like kind of finding that balance between like doing your what's expected of you of your daily life and then what you need to do after school and go into this other dimension of monsters and stuff.
0: Yeah, totally. So they they also give you the down B, which is like a reflect uh, it's like a reflect, yeah, it's a reflect and a counter, which you hold down instead of just like pressing it at the right time. In this case, so if somebody hits you while you're while you're doing your down B, that will also build up your persona meter. So it is like trying to anticipate attacks and and like basically absorbing them to just like turn into your persona meter. But yeah. that also means that you are not attacking, and that also means like there are a million trade offs to doing <laughs> that as well. So you do have a like I think you're completely right. I think that's a great point. Just this idea of like playing as Joker is a balancing act in the same way that it is in playing Persona which fucking rules that's so cool
1: yeah i think that that's what's cool about a lot of the guest characters like are they bringing their game's kind of theme or vibe into the game yeah and they ve- and i think this i really love the stage like even even in its normal form like it's just oh, the yeah. right amount of chaos it's basically battlefield but a little bit lopsided in only two platforms and every now and then one of the corners of the map will like close in so there might be like a wall instead of like just an open area yeah and meanwhile you see like the silhouette of the city one of the battle themes or big songs from either three four or five are playing which is just the soundtrack of those games if nothing else is is the best part and some characters from five are like waiting for uh morgana who's the cat, to turn into a car and drive them away uh-huh. don't ask me about that because I, I don't know either <laughs> <laughs> That's that's when the game fully went in a certain direction. I'm like, I'm just, on, I'm still on board, but I do not understand why this is happening. Yeah, here we are.
0: I I just have been like very very impressed. With Joker as a character, I think his implementation just is, like, kind of as on the money as it possibly could be and gets me just even more excited about everything else. Like, I, I remember sitting there thinking, like, okay, do I just buy Joker or do I buy the whole fighter's pass because I hadn't bought it yet? And then I started watching some videos of Joker um, and just, like, seeing how well implemented he was. And honestly, my thought was, like, even if it's, like... A, a Budweiser can that gets added as like the fifth character. Like I'm still interested enough to see how they get implemented and, and how they yeah. get balanced, you know?
1: And I think, I think trying to tie it to the, the theme of like, I, I mentioned self celebration earlier, like smash brothers has become a celebration of video games, you know, like it's almost kind of transcended just being a Nintendo thing just being like, totally here are the games we love. And like, it's this collaborative party basically and you can tell that there was so much love put into both joker being added to the roster and the stage yeah there was even love in piranha plant which could have easily just been like a let's let's nickel and dime people a bit and throw this idiot into the roster <laughs> but like he's great or they're great they're just a great plant totally so i i'm really excited to see what comes i know i uh i'm weary of a, a certain character being added but i'm with you we're like i'm already so in love with Joker and Prana Plant. That like everything else is is just icing, you know. Yeah. Like uh, I I guarantee that there will probably be at least one or two other characters that I'm into. I do hope we get to see who it is sooner than later. My guess, putting out there, uh, put it on the record, canon guess, is that in like June or July we will get to know who the next one is, and I think it's going to be a Dragon Quest character uh, yeah. to coincide with the definitive Dragon Quest Eleven, which I'm not, like, super excited for. I'm not, like, the biggest Dragon Quest fan, but that would be a fun addition. Yeah. So we'll I, see who I, else is added.
0: Yeah, I I could very much see that happening. So they said that the Fighters Pass will be complete by February of... 2020 so we will have the last character in february at the latest which is which means basically like every two months i think from here until then like every like two to three months we'll be getting a new character Um, very cool which i think is like kind of a perfect cadence of of release that said i it just occurred to me so you were saying yes dragon quest coming out at the same time as dragon quest for switch like that totally makes sense to me we also have heard now that there is another so there's persona 5r which is like a a re-release of persona 5 that's going to have some like extra content in there, kind of like the Persona 4 Golden that we got for Vita, things like that. So Persona 5R coming out, I think exclusively for PS4, if I'm not mistaken. But there's another thing called Persona 5S that has yet to be announced, and I think the day that this podcast episode is released is the event that, that Atlas is holding where they're going to announce what that is, and I have to assume that that's going to be Persona 5 for There's Switch. There's no right? way
1: that's not—I I feel like it has to be, and honestly, seeing how much—so seeing how much they have purposely kept the spirit of 3 and 4 alive— Yeah. I honestly feel like there's also a good chance they might put three and four on the Switch as well. Yeah. That would even make more sense because they're they're like noticeably less graphically demanding. Right. I mean, three came out in like two thousand six and four was two thousand eight. And there have been a lot of like versions of those games since then that have added and changed some things, but there isn't like a definitive version. So I think this might be a lot to expect, but I feel like it would be cool if they just released three, four, and five and had like sort of a like Dragon Quest, just a definitive version of each, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I I don't think that that's like. Two out of the realm of possibility. Like, I would not be surprised. What I'm kind of more worried about is like the burden of choice in that case. You know, it's like, okay, now I have three Persona games to play on Switch. Which one do I go with first?
1: You just saying that made me feel like a little bit dizzy. I'm like, (laughs) that's so much. Right? Like, I I made the mistake of going right to three after playing four. And like, I was like, I need to like never touch this series again. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) burnt out by this. But they're great games. I would recommend. I would still recommend five. Yeah, I would probably just
0: play five and just like finish five because I only got through it's, the end of the first dungeon and then stopped.
1: So. It's tough to go back, especially since you're not like. You're not. I'm. I'm more of an RPG guy than you are. Like, yeah. Three. There's so many gameplay improvements that Five did, and just it's just a f- more fun game to play. The thing I liked about Four a lot is I think Four has a bit of a stronger cast, and they give you more freedom in how to spend your day. I think famously people make fun of Five for like your cat telling you to go to sleep. Yeah. Like as soon as, you know, you know, It's like you're a bit more railroaded in Five. Um, but you also end up knowing w- how to play the game by the end. Of it, whereas four, you just like start your day and your character doesn't really have a backstory in four. You're just sort of like, you know, like Bella, like everyone loves you for no reason. Mm-hmm. You're just like the new person in town with uh silver hair. And, like, all right, cool. Yeah. Three is wildly darker, noticeably darker right, than yeah. four and five. uh You summon personas by shooting yourself in the head, which is like something I could see them censoring, honestly. And, I don't think and and that would be,
0: I don't think it, that's so intrinsic to. What that yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think
1: it's it. I I think that there's a lot of the series is always known for like very strong kind of visual metaphors and like three three's whole theme is death. You know, it's somber. Everything is blue. Like it's a very like every game is a very central theme and a very central color palette. So like blue, yellow, red. Um, right. It all kind of ties very strongly. Three has some really cool stuff going on. It's definitely my least favorite of those three. I think just because like they just got better at certain things and the writing got. Better and, I think, more mature. I think 3 still feels a little bit, like, stuck in, like, a teen boy fantasy realm, which kind of takes me out of it, Mm -hmm. but... And that's something that the series, I think, is also like always kind of stuck in. But I think that four and five move in a more interesting direction. Uh, so hopefully the series keeps doing that. Yeah. Because um, I would like to see. Yeah. Every, everything has its things to improve on. It's just noticeable because of the the game is all about exploring people's unconscious. So it's weird to see the writers have like a very strong unconscious bias right. themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Like, maybe you could have explored that. Path. Yeah.
0: Maybe you look in a mirror before you keep writing this game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it just stands out given given the rest of it, but yeah. I digress. Uh, that would be very cool to have them all on the Switch. Because I think that it's a very niche... Like I didn't get into them until way later, and I was a big RPG fan. I remember I saw my friend's cousin playing Persona 3 on his PSP, Mm-hmm. Which is basically like me saying I heard him listening to like Modest Mouse's first unreleased EP on his Zoom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I remember seeing that and it was a bunch of teens shooting themselves in the head fighting a guy who looked like Jesus. And I was like, I am so intrigued by this, right. but I don't know if I want it. <laughs> you know, like I just, uh, yeah. And then when we worked for that website, everyone on that staff was like head over heels over for Golden for the Vita. Yeah. And then when five came out, I was like, I think this is this feels like a good entryway. You know, I feel like I, I'm gonna get this and see if I like it and I and I loved it. So Yeah. Um we'll talk about that series again once if you pick it up or whatever. Yeah, um, I mean we'll we'll, we'll
0: see. It. This time next week we might have definitive proof of, of of Persona Gaming on Switch, so we'll find out. But that said, for now, Joker's in Smash and is great. Um and I'm excited to see yeah. who's next.
1: Yeah, I, I did get the battle pass, so um I will get whoever is next, even a certain guy named Steve. <laughs> named Steve who loves who loves blocks. Yeah. I do want to mention
0: the the day, what was it? The day Joker came out, you and I played like for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Like l- I was literally, it was like the most adorable thing. I was literally like under the covers playing handheld handheld mode against you across the internet, which I really enjoyed. Um, and we played for yeah, like 15 to 20 minutes.
1: That's even better because I did eventually call you and I was like, hey, do you want to talk while we play? And you're like, no, I'm going to bed. Yeah. I went to sleep immediately <laughs> after that. It was fun, though. You So you played as Captain Falcon, which, like, for some reason, seeing Captain Falcon, a, a man who gives <laughs> everything too much, who is, like, jacked, but somehow, like, still, like, he's giving everything his all, but his aura is still not enough. Like, he's somehow become like the joke of Smash Brothers. Yeah. And seeing this fully grown man try to do like Persona esque moves, Persona esque moves in the Persona level where like all this music is playing and these like cool teenagers are dancing and Joker's like, yeah, I'm cool. And like, yeah i've I, I feel like captain falcon whenever like in this exact scenario whenever i go out <laughs> like whenever like everything i'm doing is too stiff and like too much and like everyone else is just like having a blast waiting for a, a cat that turns into a car and i'm like yes crack you know, and everyone's like oh chill chill <laughs> yeah. i just i don't know that that moment felt so palpable to me yeah i couldn't get over no, it oh that's
0: beautiful in a yeah. really sad way. Um
1: I, I I do think I'm cooler than Captain Falcon for the record. I think you're cooler than all, Captain Falcon. Thank you. Sometimes we we feel like that in a certain setting.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I I honestly I, I just found a look, I, I work in New York City. I've been working there for like many years. I know how to get to the office is like as much as I know about New York. It's like I can get to my office really well. Outside of that, I don't really know anything about the city. I just ended up in like probably the wealthiest part of the city that exists completely by accident recently and never in my life have I felt more like Captain Falcon in the persona level like yeah just like trying just like stumble through it's like oh my god I'm everything I'm wearing is from Gap and like I'm next to like a Tesla dealership in between like a Lamborghini dealership and everybody that's kind of what I'm getting sunglasses at. that I've never even heard of before you know
1: yeah people have accessories that are like blowing my mind I didn't even know were an option right. and I'm yeah. wearing like old new balances because i had to run some errands and these are my beat up shoes i'm like oh my god get me out of here yeah yeah. just like when did
0: diamond suspenders become a thing meanwhile
1: like i really need new shoes because like a dog chewed on mine (laughs) and i feel like captain falcon in that moment Uh, in this game they really accentuated the lines on his face like he looks old (laughs) they made him look really old they're laugh lines he's just a very laugh he's a a joyful man yeah i mean we love captain falcon and honestly captain falcon you're welcome anywhere we should feel like we are the best version of Captain Falcon at all times. Yeah,
0: Captain Falcon is is canonically the third host of this podcast.
1: <laughs> he doesn't talk often, but every every blue moon you'll just hear yes. Yeah, that's uh, not Steven doing that.
0: I don't know if if people are aware.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait. <Anyway. Or>, <laughs> he, he, he does a weird thing when he does. Yes. Whoops. <laughs> Too much. Should we move Too on? <laughs> Let's move on. Let's take a break. Yeah. And uh, do you want to talk about your thing, or do you just want to wrap up? What are you feeling?
0: Uh, Ooh. Let's take a break and then decide.
1: Yeah, that sounds good.
0: (laughs) See ya. Goodbye. Yes. Hey, Steven, We're (coughs) back
1: for the end. We're back for the end. We're gonna wrap up. This is very fun. I had a lot of laughs. (laughs) I have new laugh lines, just like my friend Captain Falcon. Uh huh. Captain Thomas Falcon. That's his full name. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. His last name is Falcon. Or is his first name
0: Captain and his middle name is Thomas? And his last
1: name is Falcon. I think I think his first name is Captain. Cool. C. Thomas Falcon. Yeah. C. T. He goes by sometimes. I just found out that Riker from Star Trek. His first name is Thomas. Like it, as a character.
0: Whoa, Thomas William Thomas Riker. Thomas Riker. Yeah. And he goes by his middle name.
1: Wait a minute. Let me look that up. I I feel like this might have been a bad dream I had. But I learned recently because I, I always thought it was William Riker. yeah,
0: I thought so too. Does that mean Hold he go, he goes by his middle name? I wonder why he doesn't like the name Thomas Maybe is that maybe explored in an episode?
1: Uh, okay so Thomas is his is his middle name William Thomas there you will go. Riker That makes there more go. sense. Yeah that makes more sense. Take it back. We made it up false alarm it's a fabrication. We made- <laughs> I love that so much. There was a complete. Lie. So many. Every now and then, there's something that goes viral that like eight people send me and they're like, "This is your shit." Yeah. Like I know this is. And Jonathan Frakes just saying, "We made it up. It was complete fabrication. <laughs> we made a lie. We got you this time." <laughs> yeah, I lo- that's my favorite um, one. We got you. <laughs> there's another montage. Wait, we should probably from- explain what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, so Jonathan Frakes, who played Riker on Star Trek, a wonderful guy. He was a host of a show on Sci-Fi back in the day called Factor Fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of like a Twilight Zone meets like the production value of like, Goosebumps-esque vignette horror show where there'd be like a spooky story and then at the end they would say whether or not it was based on a real story or if they made it up. Right. So it's a compilation of every time he has said that it, it was fiction you know it's so it's him like pure fiction we made it up we got you this time yeah uh, it's perfect there's another compilation of him just having awful puns which is like the precursor to when he reveals it. so he's like is this story like real or did we pull another veil over your eyes of truth it's really good
0: oh my god what are you laughing at I am sending it to you
1: okay but yeah I think we're gonna we're gonna end this episode I think we've both had enough <laughs> <laughs> Could this be the cover of the episode? Maybe. Anyway, it's just a picture um, of
0: Jonathan Frakes playing guitar on the set of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. Anyway, we're ending the episode. We we're made ending it the
1: episode. Up. Spring is here. We made it up. This is all fiction. I don't have an iPhone. I never got a phone. Whoa. I'm still using the antenna thing I got. I have the um,
0: LG NV3, famously yes, exactly. referred to as the calculator phone by everyone who had it.
1: Um, yes, exactly.
0: Anyway... Hey, thanks to everybody who listens to this show. Thanks to everybody who's been sharing this show with other people. Um, that's been happening pretty frequently, which is very cool. And that is yeah. the way that the show grows fastest is, is, is just by showing it to somebody that you think would like it. So thank you to everybody who's been doing that. If you want to reach out to us, we have a Twitter account. It's at IntoTheCast. We also have a Discord that you can join. It's bit.ly slash TWG Discord uh, is how you can join that. Uh, all of those links will be in in the show notes big thank you to aj falari our producer who is wonderful and that's all the stuff
1: i echo all of that so does captain falcon our third co-host we've had we've had a lot of unofficial third uh hosts there's jeff goldblum in your your like tapestry of him, uh-huh. uh, this Captain Falcon. A lot of like intense older men, I feel like, <laughs> join us, which will maybe change up our dynamic a bit.
0: I think we probably should. Uh, is there just, yeah. here's a question that you usually ask Is there anything that you uh, have on the horizon? Is there anything that you're going to check out soon?
1: Yeah, well, with my new iPhone, I want to check out some of the stuff that's on there. Uh-huh. Nothing coming out. Oh, I might pick up Cuphead on Switch. Yes, um, I was also thinking about getting that this week. It was my birthday recently, and Nintendo was like, if you sign up now if you if you log up right now, you can save three hundred Nintendo points on your next game purchase. Oh. So I might use that for something. Totally. Um. I feel a little bit hesitant, to because I have it on my Mac, but like I, I so rarely play games on my Mac that I feel like it'd just be nice to have it on the Switch. So maybe Cuphead. I might check out... Uh, I still have a bit of a backlog. I've been meaning to finally finish Firewatch. I'd love to talk about that with you. Oh my god, um, yes, please. My my Firewatch... I, my PS4 theme is Firewatch. Yeah, it um, is like I,
0: maybe... um mm, Tied for first... In best themes available for for the ps4
1: i recommend it it's beautiful uh the artwork is tremendous and it's like really tranquil guitar playing yep. it's really relaxing it's sometimes i just leave it on in the background but yeah i think firewatch cuphead and just like iphone stuff will probably be what's on the horizon immediately taking a little bit of a break from like the hardcore ps4 by hardcore i mean like just full game Sekiro, getting my ass kicked over and over again yeah (laughs) experience i'll definitely get back to that but you know it's 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 springtime it's time to go outside a little bit live a little you know
0: yeah i have also walked away from Sekiro for a little bit as well yeah i'm like pretty much at the end of the game so i was like let me just let me just stop for now um, yeah.
1: But yeah, I definitely am open. Like, I'll try to be a bit more active in the Discord. And we can talk with our friends about what they want to see. Although, I'll probably just get pranked again and told to play uh, Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe you should. Who knows? Maybe I should. Maybe that's the, the white whale of this podcast is me being like, you know what game I fucking love is Candy Crush. I mean, we did the whole mm-hmm. Minecraft
0: episode already. So, like, I feel like that's well, the that next your step. That was my fault. That was my yeah, fault. That's man. True. You can blame me. You can say that that was a thing.
1: <laughs> that requires blame yeah Um, but yeah honestly to echo brendan's earlier earlier sentiments we really appreciate the support for the show and if you want to support it sharing it is great as many of you have done writing a review on itunes is always wonderful and yeah honestly we're just happy to share this with you and to kind of start building a community around it um the discord's been really lovely and and so is twitter and all that stuff yeah twitch as well we'll probably try to stream sometime soon i'm not sure when but yeah, uh, I've been thinking thing, I think.
0: about stream because I I've been playing. uh Did not talk about it this week, but I've been t- playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey a lot more uh, recently, and I've been thinking about streaming that a little bit. So yeah, maybe maybe that you should. That'd be fun. Come sail this high seas with me while I hunt down weird
1: cultists. <laughs> that's another thing we're open for suggestions on. If you want to see us stream anything, uh, we're open to that. I think right now we can only do PS4. But yeah. You're the tech whiz. You're the one who can probably do other things. There's one thing that. Brendan knows. It's, it's technology. technology. Oof, this guy, he's, like, logging up to AOL. <laughs> All right, I think that's a good place to That is to. probably a good place to
0: stop. Uh, hey, Goodbye. thanks for listening. My name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley.
1: I'm Stephen Hilger. You can find me at Stephen Hilger. Thank you again, AJ, for editing this madness. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Garbage dot online.